There are various ways that NCI could also be calculated. For the purpose of the examination, there are three different approaches or methods to calculate the NCI. So W2, non-controlling interest. So at the date of acquisition, the fair value of NCI could be number one, at fair value as stated by the directors of the parent company. This is very simple. This is very simple. This is where the examiner gives you the figure. So he will tell you that at the date of acquisition, the fair value of non-controlling interest is $200,000. For that one, you don't have to think. You don't have to do calculation. All you do is what? Take it and put it there. So that is the first method. At fair value, as stated by the directors of the parent company. And that is given in the question, you don't have to work. Second way to calculate NCI is as a proportion of the net assets of the SAP at acquisition. As a proportion of the net assets of the SAP at acquisition. Now, what does that mean? It means when you do your group structure and parent owns 80, and NCI is 20%. When you're looking for the NCI value, come to the net asset schedule you prepared. The net asset at acquisition, you will take what? 20% of it. So you are valuing NCI using what? The proportion of the net asset at the date of acquisition. That's the second approach. The third one. At fair value, using the share price using the share price of the subsidiary at fair value using the share price of the subsidiary it was this that I was emphasizing on here that if there is share exchange and at the same time the examiner tells you that NCI is valued at fair value then you've got to be careful. So you use the parent share price for share exchange, but when you're valuing NCI, you use what? The subsidiary share price. Okay. Third approach, at fair value using the share price of the subsidiary. That was what I was referring to here, that if you are doing share exchange, use the share price of the parent company. But if you are valuing NCI, Using share price, then you have to use the share price of the subsidiary. So, back to the illustration on NEC. Back to the illustration on NEC. The total shares of NEC was how much? 2,500. Uh, so, if the parent has acquired 2,000, then NCI share is what? 500. Are you getting it? And what is the share price for the subsidiary? Was it 3.2? 3.2, yeah. Good. That is how, what we are talking about here. Are you seeing the difference? Mm. So, so it will be stated 
You are supposed to use for the NCI evaluation. If the examiner is quiet, then he will give you the value. But if he wants you to work, then you either say as a proportion of the net asset or using the fair value of the subsidiary. So, mm -hmm. this format, uh, has to be stated. will be stated in the question. The last part, one line on the footnote. No, it depends. The examiner could put it everywhere. I have some questions here where it's at the beginning, even it's at the preambles, so it can be anywhere. So, as you are reading the question, you must figure out how am I valuing what? The NCR. So, that is the workings about these two guys. Fair value of consideration. We can add all the four or three of them to get our answer. But this one, it's only one of them. So it is either this or this or what? This. That's it. One of them will be present in a question. So most questions are saying is either number one or number two. Number one or number two, yeah. You don't normally see this one. Okay. We'll be solving some questions. Which has this one inside? We share exchange and low notes issue. Very complex question like that. Where we deal with some of these things. Okay. So that's our step for goodwill. Any question on goodwill? So that's how we deal with goodwill. So think we'll be using complex. Yeah. We'll be using more of Yeah, we'll be using more of this approach than this approach. Just that when I'm starting with you, we will do revision. So I'll still go back here. But what we are building up, we'll be focusing on here. Alright. Let's go to note five and note six, which are simple things. That is group retained earnings and then NCI at the closing balance. Everything we've spoken about so far will be put together in the NCI value. So step five, that is, sorry, in the group retained earnings value. Please note that you will only do this workings if you are preparing the statement of financial position. If it is a statement of profit or loss, you don't do this workings. You will only do group retained earnings workings if the question is consolidated statement of financial position. If it is a consolidated statement of profit or loss, you wouldn't be needing what this for anything. Because this is for the balance sheet item. So we bring parents retained earnings, RE. We bring share of profit or loss. Let me make it clear. Share of post acquisition. Profit or loss from the subsidiary. If it is profit, you add. If it is a loss, you subtract, as you know always. Then share of post-acquisition profits or loss from the associates will be brought. Then remember what I said here. The finance cost you are paying here. Remember I told you to come to group retain earnings. So, um, finance cost on deferred payment. Which you may do workings for. We deduct it. Any impairment 
Okay, let me let me just boil on this. Finance costs on the loan notes, which you may do workings for. Then we're going to bring any impairment. Please note that impairments will come from two sources. It could be both for the associates we have investment in and then for the subsidiary that we have investment in. So all of those two guys, you take them into consideration. Then in addition to these, what else must we bring? Uh, I think that should be all. That should be all. Your group retain any share of profit, share of deferred income, blah, blah, blah. Boom. That's it. So these are the things that we account for here in relation to that. That's it. So we sum all of them up. And that gives us the group retained earnings. That will be taken to the group statement of financial. Please, why do we bring the finance cost here? I thought Yeah, if you are preparing the statement of financial position, then the finance cost will have to come here. Because when you are doing group statement of profit or loss, then you don't need this guy. So it will go there. But if you are preparing group statement of financial position, then you need this guy. So we have to do that. That's what I was coming to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you are doing both, then you treat it twice. It will come both here and then it will go to the PL account as well. Right. The last one. So what it means is that you mm -hmm. are preparing financial and um, financial position. Both, I will do this. You will do this. So, but if it is just profit or loss, then this one should even cross your mind because you don't need it. The last one that is NCI. Hey, I forgot something. What we said, me here intra group trade, you know, I told you that if the parent is the one selling, the provision for realized profit should come to group retainer. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. Yes, so that should come. PUP. Inject it somewhere. Sorry about that. Provision for realized profit. You should be able to build your understanding to a level that when you're solving the question, that's a BB Niwa. Quickly, you should draw your mind. Because sometimes, when a work is no, but you may do a no, we really fix all the work is never But if you have a pro forma that these are the things that are supposed to come, then quickly, it's an okay to you in that case. Yeah, they will the Yeah, they will mark their workings. But you know this one will go to your financial position. Until we have financial position and balance We know in the other one, you don't try to balance though. So sometimes people don't even add the totals. They just write the things there like that. As I mean, I want us to balance it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we bring NCI, sorry. Fair value of NCI at acquisition. We bring it there. Whatever thing they told us, we bring it here. Then um, share of profit or share of post acquisition profit or loss. Profit or loss. It's a profit you add, it's a loss you subtract. Then you're going to bring um, what else? Okay, maybe I can just end on this. 
I will add anything if we are solving a question. If something comes up, I'll just inject it into it. Normally for statement of financial position, these are the two things we bring. Good question. Now, if you are preparing the statement of financial position, we charge the impairment to the parent company. Totally. Now, some other authors also will share the impairment between the parents and the subsidiary in proportion of their ownership. That is also allowable. So if you are going with that approach, then you, then you won't bring the total impairment for the subsidiary. You take just percentage of ownership, then bring percentage of ownership. That is allowable. But if the parent is the one controlling, all impairments will be charged here. But when you are doing statement of profit or loss, then the impairment will be shared between them. And we'll be solving a question right now where we'll be sharing the impairment between them. Profit or loss? For the associates. Good. Are we going to do it like the way we do the. We have the. Uh, at here, start at here, and. No, no, we, you know, associates.